we've got WrestleMania predictions and more on this next episode of Breaking Ring Rust. Wrestling podcast by Jeek Nation. I am your host, Rock and Wrist and Magic, and joining me for the first time live in person is my tag team partner, the Cold Heart JT. Thank you for welcoming me into the studio. Uh, I am pretty happy and relaxed right now. Uh, Matt's uh, lovely wife uh, made uh, a delicious dinner. Uh, I'll probably steal seconds of on my way out. Totally okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm happier in a two-packard rooster in a hen house. <laughs> Absolutely so. We are going to have a great time on this episode here. This episode has been a few weeks in the making, and we had to make this one happen. Hope everyone enjoyed the SummerSlam recap um, that I did. Flew solo. Thank you, anyone, for sharing who shared their thoughts. Uh, on my thoughts on SummerSlam 2022. Uh, Good show, great ending, but we are here to talk about mainly Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But we'll start, we're going to do some really quick hits here first. And some things aren't exactly fresh off the press news, but I need to get JT thoughts on some of these things. So here we go. Number one, Logan Paul. You know, here's the thing. He really got on my nerves all of like last year, mm-hmm. and you know, just uh, all him accompanying this person and that person. And he seemed like at the time he came across like he was too good for the WWE. Mm-hmm. But you know, after watching him at WrestleMania, uh-huh. and then again in his match with Miz. Uh, you know, I, I get this feeling that he's actually a real fan and wants to do this well. And let's face it, he builds up some credibility for himself in boxing. I mean, he at least lasted with Floyd Mayweather for what oh, was it, eight rounds. Jake. No, Jake's the one who actually knocks people out. Oh, you're talking about the sparring he did? Right. Oh, okay, 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 yes. And, you know, now, so I'm not going to say I, I like him, but... It, what we need more of in wrestling is people who want to be in wrestling mm-hmm. and aren't there because this fell through or that fell through or somebody approached them because of their size and their look, mm-hmm. but people who are actual wrestling fans. That's what we need more of, and he seems like he is now. Uh, you know, his brother is still an idiot. Cool. I mean, they're, they're both pretty big idiots, but yeah, I mean, his brother's a bigger idiot than he is. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I think if you, if you watch Logan Paul's two pay-per-view matches and you say you're not impressed by someone who's not. It, right. Yeah. Then you're either dumb or you're lying because 
as as much as I didn't want to be impressed, I was impressed. I feel exactly the same way. I had zero interest in giving any praise to Logan Paul at all. But when people were saying, why does Logan Paul in his second match look better than Dominic Mysterio after all this time? I had to say, you're not wrong. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize that Logan was that athletic. Um, not that Miz didn't do a good job in, in guiding him through the match, but there are that certain, was my next point. But there are certain parts that that's all Logan Paul athletically and taking it seriously. That frog splash he hit, that's all him, and it and it was picture perfect. Yeah, he, here's the thing: he's yeah, Miz did an amazing job yes, he putting together a match and and going through with it. And, and making him look like a legit competitor because whether you like Miz or not, he, he is a two-time Grand Slam champion. Yes, he is. The only one in WWE history. Correct. And it, no, you mean, correct. <laughs> if he, he made him look like a world beater. He did. And that's uh, the mark of a, of a good wrestler and the mark of a, someone who could be a good wrestler is following along. Right. And... Uh, why he's better than Dominic Mysterio? I mean, honestly, I don't think Dominic has that much talent. I've never once seen a Dominic Mysterio match and gone, "Oh man, this kid's much better than I thought he was." You know, um, he's adequate in the ring. Yeah, he's adequate. He's and not the worst, but he's not. There's nothing that Dominic does that makes you go, "Ooh." Right, and here's the thing: he's trying to wrestle his dad's style. And his his body is not meant he's, for that. He's, no, he's, he's way too he's way too big. Yeah, to do the things his dad did was easy because his dad's small and can fit in a carry on luggage and stuff like that, and so yeah. he can go swing in between the ropes. Right. Dominic looks awkward when he does it. He doesn't have an, that natural athleticism. No. But there have been plenty of wrestlers who would say, "Okay, I'm not this person. Let me reinvent myself," and change their style and, and honestly i think it just shows more that his uh his kayfabe poppy probably is his poppy because he's built more like eddie anyway well um, he is but eddie had an actual talent right but his body type is more like eddie's and he should try to work more like eddie did than than ray i was thinking that i mean the frog splash is there um he's definitely not as ripped as eddie was no but but early eddie was a little pudgy not Maybe if you go back to Triple A, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, but I mean, because once he was in WCW, yeah, he was, then yeah, on he was, he was yeah. I think probably in ECW too. But you know, for when it comes to Dominic, like I said, he's but Dominic should not, but Dominic should not be working the way his dad worked, and and that's and that's a great point because to me, he should be. If he worked more like um, like psychosis, I think he would. People would be more into his in, more into his work. See, I was thinking Laparca. Or well, see, I, I was at first I was going to say Laparca, but I think Dominic's aerial uh, move set is a lot better than 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 Laparca was. It was. Have you seen him do an aerial move? Was displaying you know, especially in like the WCW days, but. Um, no, I, I I don't think Dominic's that bad. Um, 
uh, see, like I said, I think he's adequate. I don't, I don't think his abilities fit his position in the company. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you look at that and go, oh my gosh, it's been like two years since he debuted. Yeah. And, you know, what scares me is somewhere out there is someone whose favorite wrestler is Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> well, it really, you think, well, I think Dominic Mysterio's fan club is, is pretty much just his mom. I don't think there's anybody else. I, I don't even think Ray is a Dominic Mysterio fan because he's already got himself. Topic number two here, David Benoit, son of Chris Benoit. And if you're not a big wrestling fan and you're thinking, how can Chris Benoit have a son? He had a son prior to his marriage um, to the uh, former manager that was best known as woman, Nancy. Um, They had a son, and that's the one who fortunately passed away in the tragic uh, event. David Benoit is older from a previous relationship. Uh, David was on the Chris Van Fleet podcast and said he would wrestle as Chris Benoit Jr. His given name is David Christopher Benoit, uh, so it would be his actual, using his actual name. Uh, But I'm just curious, JT, what what are your thoughts on the possibility of David, uh, and he he already has gear, that emulates his father's Wolverine-type gear and such. Uh, what do you think about David entering as Chris Benoit Jr.? I think I've heard fewer ideas less offensive this year than that one. And here's the thing. Anyone who knows me knows I was a huge Benoit fan. And absolutely uh, just, you know, he was a guy that was my size yeah. and that I could go, okay, I relate to this guy. And he had such a style about him, and he was so believable. And I remember the first match I saw of his, it was him as Pegasus Kid in a, in a Master's Mask match with Jushin Liger. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't win that match, but I was like, man, this guy's good. He is, he's keeping up with Liger, you know. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking Serga in 1991. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, nobody kept up with Liger. Nobody kept up with Liger. Yeah. So I thought, man, this guy's so good. Then he was coming into WCW, and they completely wasted him. Um, and then he went to ECW and got to really show what he could do. And uh, watch that. He, you know, huge fan of his. He goes to WCW. They didn't know what to do with him at first. They did build him. You know, he did leave the company as world champion. Right. Um, but... I, I'm, I was a huge Chris Benoit fan. I wanted there to be some excuse for what Chris did. Uh-huh. Um, there's not. Right. So, you know, I, I think I've, in, in since then, and then that was, what, 2007? Yes. Yeah. Since then, I think I've seen one Chris Benoit match. Maybe two. Um, I know I've seen him in Angle at Royal Rumble 2003. Okay. Uh that was on a video or something I was watching. So I know I've seen that one. Um, I, I want to say I also watched the main event from WrestleMania 20. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that circulates often. Right. I don't, but I, I, I'm very uncomfortable, even after all this time, you're talking 15 years. Right. That it's uncomfortable for me to watch someone who was, you know, in my top five, mm-hmm. you know, easily. 
Uh, at the same time, if his son, I think even his son using the Benoit name mm-hmm. is, is offensive and is a slap in the face of everyone who is affected by the family tragedy. Because all people are going to think of when they hear the name Benoit is, is what it's, his it's, dad did. It's, it's a tragic and, time. And to say I'm going to you know, essentially emulate my father and use his name, that's what's the good in that? He doesn't have to use the name. Everybody knows Braun Breaker is a, is a Rothsteiner. Right. He doesn't need to use that name to get over. Well, is Braun over though? I think he is. I mean, I think he's doing. I he's mean, not my favorite, but I think he's. I think he's over definitely with the NXT crowd, and I think the exposure he got on Monday Night Raw not long ago. Even. I think he would be significantly more over if he was Braun Braun Steiner as compared to Braun Breaker. But I mean, here's the thing. I I think that's a stupid name. But I mean, yeah. he's still getting over with it. Is is he going to? Now, I, I, if he was Brick Steiner Jr., I don't think he would be as over. But if you called him whatever Steiner, I think he would be more. He would be over more. Here's my thing, it, it, too. I mean, I I could make a point for that too. Mm-hmm. But like to me, he's he's the son of the less interesting Steiner. Right. So. I mean, he he uses a lot of both of their moves. I'd really yes. like to see him start using the screwdriver, although I don't see the WWE. screwdriver was so dope. Yeah. I, I don't see WWE letting you use it, but when Scott would do it, not when Scott would do it and hold the guy there forever and then, like, and then slowly transfer. But down. where he would yank him up and, and then, then swing it, right it back down, down yeah. that's one of my all-time favorite moves. Mine too, because like, it, it's, it's sick. It yeah. looks like it really hurts somebody. Yeah, luckily... Scott's legs are just trunks. Yeah, yeah. so that you're protected there, and you tuck your head and all that. Yeah, but man, that move is just insane. And you know, I yeah, I remember seeing the slow version of it in WWF, mm-hmm. um, and then it was in some video games and things like that. Yeah, and I was like, this is cool. Then I actually saw him use it more. Um, I think. Conan, he put did it to in WCW and looked like he killed him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it was like sold out ninety eight maybe. I thought they ninety seven. This was right before he turned heel. because they I had because they had the match with Boss Man a- against the NWO and Hogan and uh, Hogan uh, Savage pinned. Scott at Starcade A seven. This was like a rematch that sold would have been sold out ninety eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And I think sold out ninety eight is also where David Flair debuted. Yeah. In that tag team match. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Wyndham and Hennig. Yeah. And I think that was actually the main event. Yeah. So, so I'm curious on that. You don't even think he should use the Benoit last name? Now that that, that is his name, um, I I can I can see. Well, I didn't think Obama should use his middle name either, and that was his name. You know, 
I can see him as being Damon Benoit and like people just understanding that he can't control what his father did. But if he goes out there and he just does his thing and he can, you know, help redeem his family name to a certain extent by going out there and just being himself and just in putting a pot, is bringing some positive spin back to the Benoit name, you know, with but, but adding but going out there as Chris Benoit Jr. to me feels like you're that you're doing too much. Well, if you're and, emulating and, and, him in any way, it's paying homage. Whether you say it is or it isn't. Well, his face is so much like his. It's right. like. Well, if he, what I'm saying is, but he's, but if he's got like the tie, right? Type tights and, and stuff he's gonna like go out there and rip people up with chops and stuff like that, you right. know, uh, and headbutts, and you know, yeah. Then anything he's doing is in. How many times do we see, you know, in the past fifteen or so years? somebody do something far less obvious in the ring mm-hmm. and the announcers go, Oh, they're paying homage to Eddie Guerrero. And anytime someone goes for the, you know, the, uh, the three amigos or whatever. Yeah. Right. Or the frog splash or, the frog splash, yeah. or does every, the little every, chest every, shake. Every, every single yeah. time Sasha Banks goes to her frog splash, she's giving, you know, playing homage to her favorite Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Right. Yeah, every time. So if it's something that slight mm-hmm. versus coming out, Looking like, the looking guy, like the guy, dressing like, like him, guy. probably doing the steel. head thing like him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, it's that, not like he's gonna come out and, right. and act like D'Lo Brown. Yeah, that's like okay. So there was I made a joke about Obama a few minutes ago, and mm-hmm. there's actually something I I've thought for a, a while. And and Dana Carvey, who was a famous comedian actor, had a whole bit he did about that, and he's like his name his middle name is Hussein, yeah. right? To now, now if you of the Arabic world, you know who Hussein was. Right. But white people in the United States hear Hussein and they think Saddam. Exactly. You know, he said that would be like if there was a candidate named Charles Manson Hitler. Like that, like, you know, I, Charles Manson Hitler, want your vote. Right. You know, it may be his name, but at that point, you really need to At that point, you need to be Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Manny, no last names. Right. You... You know, you need to change the name at some point. You know, um, you know it's and there's a lot to a name too. It's you know, I, I remember reading an article and this was like '91 in PWI and they're talking about there was a tag team called the Ring Lords based out of I want to say tri-state area. Okay. And they looked cool, you know, and they had their mask and they pretty good in the ring. And then you find out their names are Rick and Speed. And it's just like, okay, that takes something away there. Right. You know, if you, you know, and they said that if you don't think, believe that, if, if Michael Jordan, who's the greatest basketball player of all time, changed his name to Michael Michael Motorcycle, right. he's not going to be putting up more than 20 points a game. Yeah. He's not going to be the same if he changes his name to that. Right. You know, I just because you can use a name doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah, his, yeah, his real name it's Chris Benoit. Yeah. You know, he's his father's son, so he can be that. I think the only place that works, honestly, is Mexico. Yeah. You know, and then he's El Hijo. You're right. Yeah. But that's the only place I see it working, because I don't see, I know WWE is not going to. No, they, they won't touch it. Right. They're not going to be like, oh, 
look at this guy we have. He's just like his father, whose name we can't say. Right. They're not going to touch him. Um, it would AEW and Ring of Honor are pretty much the same company. At this yeah, the point. same company. So, um, I don't see there being that big of a chance that they're going to take on him, especially when they're trying to really solidify themselves as a valid the, the only company, the only company of any prevalence that could take a shot at AAA. is going to be well American company that could potentially take a shot will be TNA and I don't see them doing it either no. to our primary topic of this episode and that is Vincent Kennedy should I get my McMahon we'll, we'll, flip, we'll close with the okay. one you have in your head Gee, that's going to be a letdown after we talk about this. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, or even if you are, and somehow you've been living under a rock, uh, or just decided to go on a you know social media internet fast, Vincent Kennedy McMahon stepped down as CEO um, of the WWE uh, amid a sex scandal, several sex scandals, I should say, um, and pay for you know hush hush money uh, scandals that uh, came to light in social media. Uh, unfortunately, these aren't the first scandals um, that have been around the WWE or Vince McMahon himself. Um, but additional uh, information came to was brought forward involving himself, uh, involving John Laurinaitis, and. Something that I never thought I would see until he was like 100 years old, Vince McMahon stepped down from his active role. Well, let's not forget, he stepped down at first as, as CEO and chairman of the board. Yes, yeah, so CEO and chairman. Um, but he still was running creative. Correct. Um, after additional information, shall we say, came out. Yes. Then he left all of his roles. Yes. Uh, and so he is, um, he, he's still, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, he's out of WWE, but. He is still the majority shareholder. Yes, he's still the owner, correct. But he is no longer chairman of the board. He is no longer CEO. He's no longer head of creative. The the Vince McMahon fingerprints on the product and the direction of the company will no longer be a thing for the first time in, what, 50-some-odd years? I think he started buying the company out from his dad maybe in, like, say, 40. 39 years. 41. 81, 40, yeah, 41 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 41 years, a long time. Here's the thing, like, this is one of those things that gets you personally torn. Um, it's not like I'm staying up at night about this, but, but right. just when I consider this, because there's been a part of me since, like, the 80s who wanted Vince to step down, mm-hmm. you know, and have someone else be in charge, even though I, at the time probably didn't even know it was Vince, but I was like, I don't like getting older realizing Vince was in charge there were times where I didn't think he he treated the wrestlers the right way or what Mm -hmm. have you but never had a real issue with him personally Mm -hmm. I don't like I'm old school I don't like what he did by buying up all the territories by making it national because it hampered a lot of guys' abilities to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Because in the territory days, you could work a territory for six months, a year, at most a couple years, 
and then you would go go away and learn and hold, as they say. So now you're in Louisiana. Well, you can do the same shtick mm-hmm. or reinvent yourself. Right. Because nobody's going to see you except the local television. Right. You know, and then you could go Russell for Don Owens in Portland. And you could go uh, go up to Toronto and work for Jack Tunney before he, you know, got involved. Right. Go to Calgary and work with the Hearts. You had ways to go and develop and change. Once Vince brought the territories, everybody else decided to go national. You know, you had the AWA going national with their cool toys and their cool belts. And well, I still remember getting their toy belt, and that was like, my favorite toy belt I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've got a real replica. Right. But the, um, he took away what made wrestling wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, aside from magazines, you didn't know what went on in the territory. Right. Um, you know. Or unless so, you were part of a, a tape swap where you were Well, they, they didn't even have VCRs that, was- that, that prevalent. Back right. in there, I'm Back talking the about. Early 80s, yeah. So, if you look at like superstar Billy Graham, mm-hmm. okay, he went from being the flashy, glitzy guy in WWF, and being the champ there to, you know, showing back up in Florida a few years later, you know, and working out of that Tampa area, and he's got his head shaved. He's got the beard, like Scott Steiner stole later, you know, the bleached beard. And he's, you know, uh, like a a strong man, Mm -hmm. you know. And then you see him in Jim Crockett Promotions a couple years, a year later, maybe not even that. And he's a a karate man, Mm -hmm. you know. He's still superstar Billy Graham, but this is the first time a lot of people are hearing of him or seeing him. And so it allowed him to do something different. And then he goes back to WWF in 1987, mm. you know, and he's the guy wearing the tie-dye and, right. you know, uh, the bear-hugging people. And he's, you know, you could do that and, you know, either be gone so long, now you're in a nostalgic and people are glad to see you back, which I think is what happened with him in WWF. Because that character, aside from being bald, wasn't that much different than the character he had as a heel. Right. Wasn't like he increased his moveset or anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. But people are like, oh, yeah, superstar Billy Graham is back. You know, and I remember even as a kid being like, oh, I've heard about this guy. He's, you know, he, you know, it's so cool that he's back. Mm-hmm. You, you could do that. But by then, all the other. AWA is going to die in four years mm-hmm. um, from that, three years from that, um, depending on how you count what their official end was, whether right. it was their last show or the when they actually said, we give up, you know. Yeah. But you've got so many things. You had um, the only thing that really did get national um, but didn't force it to be national was being on WTBS, Mid-South was on there, mm-hmm. NWA, uh, Georgia was on there. And then you had uh, World Class and AWA eventually started being shown on ESPN in the afternoons. Right. But they weren't acting like they were 
a national company. They right. were like, you know, I mean, World Class was like, hey, we're here in Texas, and we're going next. We're going to Texas, and after that, right, we're, we're going, going to Texas. Texas. Right. right. So you knew you knew AWA wasn't going anywhere ex- except Minnesota and Las Vegas. Right. And TBS kind of opened the doorway and made it possible. Mm-hmm. But even when they first started on there, they were the Georgia TV champion, the Georgia heavyweight champion before it became national. Right. But Vince literally forced kind of everybody to become national if they wanted to compete with him. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people lost. World Class went out of business. AWA went out of business. Um, they it, it just didn't work for them. So there's a part of me that's always resented Vince for that because okay. um, think about if Flair had left World Championship Wrestling, which is what Georgia eventually became. Right. Um, if he had left World Championship Wrestling in the 80s or if the territory era had not ended mm-hmm. and he came to head with Jim Hurt, somehow Jim Hurt is now in charge of, of Georgia. Right. Flair could... Being Flair could go easily back to Jim Crockett Promotions in Charlotte, mm-hmm. or he could go to, to work with uh, Eddie Graham's company in Florida. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, he could move all around. You have this great story of Ric Flair going everywhere and being, you know, uh, making stars and making himself at the same time, mm-hmm. like he had done as the traveling NWA champion. Right, but he couldn't do that. After, after the WWE right. National, because his only real alternative at the time was to go to WWE, unless right. he wanted to go to Japan, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, that was another thing a lot of wrestlers did. They'd go to Japan and work for some weeks and get paid good. Go to you know? All Japan or New Japan. Right. Yeah. Well, especially All Japan. Especially All Japan. Yeah. Right. But it could have been a whole different story. At the same time, like Vince brought out a lot of stars. He did a lot of cool things. He knew how to make stars at one point. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you look at Steve Austin. I always thought the potential was there when he was the guy with the, the long with, with hair. The and the yeah. Well, even before that, like I, I remember uh, like latter days world class stuff with him and Chris Adams. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, man, this guy's got potential. But I never saw him being what Vince Lane. You know, um, I mean, I never would have imagined the first time I saw Rocky Maivia that he would be considered on some people's uh, Mount oh, Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I never would have bought that. Yeah, you know, even when he first became a heel, like I didn't, like I was just like, yeah, maybe, you know, with the Nation of Domination, and you know, that's, you know, I mean, it, I just never bought into it, but he had the people around him that knew what to do and made stars. And he beat his biggest competitor. You know, he, yeah. he put him out of business. Yeah. After, him they, out. after they said that they were going to put him out of business. Right. right. He put them out of business. Bought them for, for less money than he paid yeah. for his sex scandals. Right. <laughs> $2 and, million dollars he bought it for. Right. Uh, and made a ton off of it, too. I mean, and there is still, when you I mean, consider to this day, just they're still the, making money right. off of it. When you consider just the licensing from the the replica belts, the videos, the network, yep. and all the things he he sold, he made so much off of it. It's not even funny. Yeah, you know, the, the but, ROI is is insane. 
right. his um so like there was a part of me that was glad he put WCW out of his misery because like you said something on our debut show you said I was more of a WCW guys mm-hmm. uh while well, you and what's his face were me and Ray were more WWF right, guys right. right and I and I bought that that said no I'm an NWA guy I'm a Crockett guy I'm a more you know that era because if you say okay WCW started when uh, Crockett sold out to Turner. Right. Okay. So if you make that would be the I think the legal argument of it. Yeah. Right. So most of the wrestling after that, like in the very beginning, it was very good because you had uh, Flair ended the push for Luger right away because Luger was not ready to be world champion. Right. And he'd sit and he'd sit down, and then he got him to bring in Steamboat and Terry Funk and guys like that, and Flair was doing some of the booking. And you had this all build up, and the whole Sting thing, and the great like Sting and Flair versus Luger and Muda feud, like that was really good. That all clicked. But like once you get to like nineteen ninety WCW, like that's where I started to draw a line because then Luger's back in the title picture, Junkyard Dogs in the title picture. I mean, think about that, you know, Junkyard Dog, who's like, better days are so far behind him, Pence Flair twice in house shows. Right. And it's just like, how idiotic is this? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, they're bringing out Eligante. The only thing I liked at all in 1990 with WCW was that they brought back the big uh, box cage for Flair and Luger mm-hmm. at Capital Combat 90. Um, the Thunderdome cage. Yeah. yeah. If... Um, I, I wish that was in a place like somewhere because I'd be like, take my money. Um, but, and that was the forerunner to Hell in a Cell, too. But, you know, to me, like, that, I, I didn't like WCW. Um, 91, like, really tried to get back into it, um, watched it religiously, and then Flair gets fired, quits, however you want to put it, right. you know. And I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm more interested in WWF. There's like a, you know, you talk about down period. For WCW, it was like a dead period. Yes. Because they were drawing so poorly, even for pay-per-views. You know. And they had great talent there because that was when Flair was gone and they started pushing Rick Rude. And they started pushing, uh, they brought Doc and Gordy in from Japan. Sure. And, and they started really pushing some, like a, a, a that old school wrestling, mm-hmm. but then you see Bill Watts doing stupid things like, okay, if you jump off the top rope and hit your opponents, a disqualification. Right. What? Like, that's an old Tennessee rule that they did away with, like, in the 70s. You know, and, and, and you know, his explanation, people who defended that explanation was, well, you know, it's easy to way to get cheap heat for the heels. They just, you know, jump when the referee's gone, they come off with an axe handle and, you know, you, oh, you're cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's stupid. Yeah. You know, it, there's better ways to, excuse me, get heat on a heel. Yeah. So, like, then when Bischoff took over, it was, you know, still that dead period. Mm-hmm. You know, the only highlight for me during that period was Flair winning the world title from Vader. Mm-hmm. And that was in 93, December of 93. Um, Franchise and I were there at ringside. I think we had six row maybe at ringside. 
Uh, and that was huge. But then you knew everything was headed towards Hogan. Mm-hmm. Because the, the rumors already started, they had the pictures in magazines. Right. Not a Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah. Okay. You know, not been since I was a kid. Um, like, you know, like as a kid and a mark, I'd be like, okay, yeah, there's Hogan. He's supposed to be the best. But by the time I'm like 13. Saying, like, by the time you're a teenager, you're right. like, yeah. Then I, I then, you know, I was more about, uh, like, I, I really liked Warrior when I didn't know it. <laughs> we, all had, we all had a phase where we liked Warrior. Because, like, how can you not like a guy that intense and have the some great entrance music like that was that was enjoyable everything else was terrible right well i mean there there are some matches he's done that i really enjoyed his his feud with rude i thought was good oh, yeah rude was great <laughs> yeah and uh you know just uh, i loved it when he was champion i loved that he beat hogan i was like man this is great but you know there was just this you know, for me, didn't like Hogan. I knew he was coming in. I knew when he came in, he wasn't going to come in unless they told him he could beat Flair. Right. You know, you know he's not going to. Despite what Bush all says about him, you know Hogan has an enormous ego and he wants to win. Yeah. You know? So, he, you know, that, like, I stuck, like, I was kind of straddling the line between WCW and WWF mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Once Hogan got there, once he dropped the leg on Rick, I was done. Like, I, I, I think I watched, like, one more pay-per-view that year. I take that back. I, I watched Halloween Havoc just to see if, because Hogan's contract would have been about up by then, and there was rumor he was going to leave after that. And I was hoping and praying, please, <laughs> please, God, let Hogan lose. Um, but, and the only other pay-per-view I saw was, like, of his only free volition, Franchise ordered Starcade '94, Hogan and Beefcake, um, and I remember asking me if I'd pay half. For it. I was like, you know, I'll leave, <laughs> but I won't pay, put a dime towards right. watching Hogan versus Beefcake. Yeah. You know, but back to the point of this, Vince did something no one else could do. But it's like I, I said earlier, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It's tough because. Well, I understand your point, and I think that killing the territories ultimately was not a great thing for the business. If Vince doesn't turn the business into a national business, the money that's involved doesn't that's involved in the money that's in wrestling now doesn't get to where it is. Oh, because you had, if you look at some of the crowds and stuff, like historically, territories has bigger results as, I mean, look at Mid-South. They're in Mid-South Coliseum every week. And, you know, I think Mid-South Coliseum, excuse me, was a, like a 10,000 seat arena, and they would average 9,000 people. Right, but I, I don't. That's a week. Most territories week. are only monthly. They're not every week. Yeah. I just, there's there's a big benefit to being a national brand. Um, well, there is, but if it hurts the product in the long run. No, that's in, in the long run, and I, I think killing every territory, um, I think if there would have been 
four or five companies that made it through um, that were there to, con- to compete with Vince, that would have been the best possible scenario. You had you didn't you know you didn't have to have fifty you know other little competitors around the country, but if you had five national companies that were dominating the wrestling scape, I think that would have been a healthy balance. Five national companies, man, that would wear me even me at twelve years old out. I, I mean that's I mean because you had at the time you had uh, Crockett Promotions WCW right. Um, you had world class. Yeah, WWF. Right. You had AWA. Yes. Shut up, Siri. Um, and I want to say, and then you still had some territories operating because mm-hmm. you had Stu Hart had started back in Calgary. Yeah. You had Don Owens in uh, Portland. In Portland. Yeah. And, and I know I'm missing something, but it wasn't enough to have competitors for Vince. It was. We've got to, to be the number one, and we're going to take everybody. I mean, you look at, like, the roster, and kind of what's happening now, you know, some of the AW. They're taking people who are, like, regional or more regional or less national, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. They're top guys and bringing them in there so that when you look at them, all you see is, look, these are all main event guys. Right. They may be they may be in the middle of the card, but these are all main event guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw them in your territory, and you saw them in your territory, and you know how good these people are. And well, by gosh, if if Junkyard Dog can't beat Harley Race, then that just shows you how Harley Race was the best. You know, right, right now, you're not gonna come out and say that, but that's what they're gonna do. Right. If Vince could have let them. Not take everybody's best turn. I mean, he even took Kerry Von Erich. Yes, he did. You know, he got, he, 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 you know, the, the dying days of world class. He got him. Yeah. You know, why did, you know, um, you look at, I was just reminding, Global Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. or, or Global Wrestling Federation, excuse me. They had, they picked up the, the, the ESPN contract. Yeah. And it aired every day. And they had some promising people. Yeah. And they had some promising talent. And Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, although that was back when he was Scotty the Body. He was still Scotty right. the Body, yeah. And, or was he Scotty Anthony? Same gimmick, just yeah. different names. Yeah, but. same gimmick. But, like, they're around for only a few years. And what happens? WS says, well, saying Global Wrestling Federation, Global is too similar to World. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and they're harassing him, like, they weren't hurting anybody. They, right. you know, they, they they ran shows out of the sportatorium. Yeah, they weren't dipping into Vince's. Right, they're taking money. the old world class, and and then it just became like a, a sham or a joke. But there was some entertaining stuff on those original shows, mm-hmm. um, because you didn't know who the Patriot was, you know. Right. Um, you didn't know who the vast pa- the, the 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 dark Patriot was or whatever they called him. You. You had Cactus Jack there before he jumped to WCW. Right. Um, you had some really cool, like their European style tournaments where it was like 24 people, 6 people. Mm-hmm. 
and you got it was like three people. Nowadays they just have a three way that they right. flip the coin to see who got them. Right. So, like those were interesting things, but Vince just couldn't leave long enough alone. Now, like I said, there's part of me that was really glad when he put WCW out of business because to me, like WCW was around in like 1988 to 2000. Right. It wasn't even a full 13 years. Right. So. Like the first, you know, couple years, the end of '88 and early '89, and, and all of '89, like they were great. And I'll hang my hat and go, "Yeah, I'm a WCW guy now." What started going on after with like RoboCop and yeah. uh, you every, know, every, bringing in El Gigante, right. you know, just that dead time like that. Like I'll claim some of it. I didn't claim through the Bill Watts era. Um, you know, there were some good things. Super Brawl 3 in 1993. But then was, there was the Yeti! Yeah. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Like, Super Brawl 93 in, in, in February of 93. You had Sting and Vader in a strap match. You had Barry Windham and Great Buddha for the world title. Flair came back. It was, it, it like, there were some cool things. But once you knew... That you had the Hollywood Blondes, you had all this. But once you knew everything was like tilting towards Hogan, then that ruined it for me. So you you've got like say two years that I'm a pretty big fan, and then you've got but then you've got the Shockmaster four years, years four yeah during those and, four years yeah yeah uh, 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 the four year dead period yeah um which yes Shockmaster was a part of it fall bro, or. It was a clash of the champions. I forget what the name was. In 93. And he, you know, that was ridiculous. We haven't even mentioned the Black Scorpion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Like, that's not something that, like, here's the thing. Black Scorpion could have actually been a cool thing. If somebody other than Ole Anderson was behind it. Right. You know, like, you can't tell us Ole's was going, Sting! Oh, like it, 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 like that's Oli, you know. And I'm like, who, who's Black Scorpion? Well, apparently it's Oli Anderson. Right. <laughs> you know, I thought that old man retired. Right. You know, or, or like, who was it? Vince did a, a voiceover on something. And they're like, who is this? And it's Vince. Vince. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly Vince. Right. I think it was. I think it was the Diamond Dallas Page stalker videos. He yeah, he voiced so. over. But, like, WCW from, like, 94 to 2001, for all that seven years, didn't like it. Not a WCW person. It was just, like, let's... I mean, by the time the Monday Night War started, I was, like, firmly in Team WWF. Okay. So, like, that's how bad it was that it took my home promotion that was based out of Charlotte. Right. Where I've spent most of my life. And, and soured me on it. Yeah. That, like, I was just like, I, I don't care if it's Diesel or Brett or Sean or whoever. Like, I just, you know, I, I you soured me on my own team. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, it's it's like my relationship with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was a big fan. He sucked and did a lot of stupid <laughs> stuff. Yes. I was like, I'll go elsewhere. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but... You know, Vince has done 
lot of cool things too. He he has a nail in a lot of cool things. Yeah. The 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 make a wish to be a star, all those things. Mm-hmm. I think are are like admirable. I think some of the stuff he pulled, some of the things he was willing to do himself to make fun of himself. To, to oh yeah. Let um, him be the butt of of someone well, else's so joke. Jokes, yeah. Right. Like I. Like, and all the all the stuff that D, you know he let DX do to him, and um, all the stuff he let Austin do to him, and, yeah, you know, um, yeah, and yeah. he he was. I I'll, I'll give Vince that he was never so high and mighty that he would ask somebody to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Right. I it's, you know I respect that, but I just don't understand how some people are like acting so shocked. About mm-hmm. this news because it's not like Vince is a great person, like, right. and he's never portrayed himself as some right. wonderful play- human being. Yeah. Where he is Playboy interview. Yes, yeah. right. That's a great point. Yeah, like Vince is not like he's not some Boy Scout. Yeah, and he never was. Well, I wasn't surprised, but here, here was my thing. Okay, people who were surprised that like Vince was sexually inappropriate or was having affairs and, and paying hush money. People that were surprised by that were the same people that were surprised by two other things. One, they were surprised when Clay Aiken came in. Mm-hmm. You know, because like to me, I was like, nope, that wasn't a surprise. I knew that was coming any day now. Mm-hmm. But like people like my mom, my mom was shocked, you know, and I'm like, mom, how can you be shocked by that? Or the people who are shocked when Bill Clinton had an affair. Yeah, like, right. you know, like, my only problem, like, er, pretty much every president's had an affair. Like, if oh, you yeah. really look into pretty it, much. it's been documented. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You know, even Bush apparently had an affair before Clinton took office. Right. You know, so, like, if you, you know, like, people who were surprised, my only beef with it was, like, I, like, I, I, I voted for Clinton. Well, I, we, you know, well, I, I had no it. problem was... That when he came out and the accusations hit, and says saying I did not have sexual relations with that woman, woman. if he had just come out and said, "Come on, yeah, come on, you you know, you know it's me. What did you expect? Come on, what did you expect? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's, uh, I mean, like I wasn't surprised by it. My first time ever voting didn't wasn't really a vote. It was kids vote. I was yeah. 16, 17 at the time. My, my first person I ever voted for was Bill Clinton because my school did that, and that was my first time at that school, and I was able to, and I was like, yeah, by the next year, I changed my mind. <laughs> but, you know, at, at the same point in time, like, I wasn't surprised by it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, to be honest, because, like, to me, I'm like, that's between him and God and his wife. Yeah. Excuse me. But to go... Like, we need to impeach a president over this. I'm like, like, how many of you guys haven't, you know, I mean. Well, I mean, the impeachment was from, for lying about it. But, right. But, but, like, I mean. But to me, like, why why lie about it? Like, we all know you did it. She outed you. We all know you and your wife don't like each other to begin with. To just be like, okay, I did it. Right. I had a moral failing. Wow, whoop, I'm not the first one. Right, I you mean. Know? And it shows you how much the world's progressed since, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, you know, admits he had lust in his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, lust in his heart. Yeah. Yep. 
Look at the way he's looking at Rosalind. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. So, like, but people who are surprised by Vince doing this, like, like apparently his wife was surprised. I, 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 I think Linda said she was surprised. I don't think Linda well, she, was surprised. They separated, so I think she... Well, well, she has to say face, but I don't think Linda was surprised. Uh, and, and, and Stephanie apparently was surprised. Um, I... I, if if she was surprised, and again, I think she also has to save face as an as an executive and officer within the company. But if she was legitimately surprised, I think that's only because I think Stephanie kind of likes to self impose blinders, you know. And I think that's kind of the reason why, and it's my just personal assumptions that. She has always excelled more and done more within the company than Shane because I don't think Shane has those blinders or in his, you know, so. It, it would be interesting if they brought Shane back at this point, as long as they don't let him book anything. Yeah. Oh, because he's going to book himself to. to exactly. To well, that's why. <laughs> well, that's why Royal Rumble sucked this year, and yeah, that and and that's why they asked him to go home. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean. Vince, you know, I mean, it's, you know, uh, we were at a show one time, me and Frank Harris, and he said something about, you know, because he never got over the National Wall Street job. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, like, he's Brett's voice. So, yeah. You know, he, you know, he was like, you know, I said something about, wow, this makes me question, not this situation, this was like 1999, I said, this makes me question. Vince McMahon's integrity, and he's like, oh, don't even me start on Vince McMahon's integrity, you know. I'm like, let it go, brother. It was it was a match, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, which reminds me of the only time I've ever had a son confiscated at a WWE show. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> that, uh, we'll save for the future. We'll save that for the future. And, and the time I made Eric Watts cry. Right. So, in wrapping up on Vince McMahon, what, where, how hopeful for the future are you now with the new positions that Triple H and Stephanie have assumed? Laurinaitis is out. Vince is out. Uh, yeah, we didn't touch some, on on Laurinaitis at all. You know, I do not want to talk about Johnny Ace anymore. Than oh, I come have. on! <laughs> you know you want to talk about me. I have no. Gee, idea. Matt, your beard looks so full today. Oh Lord. Um, how, where do you see the future of WWE going? Here's the thing. I don't pretend to understand the multi-level business acumen that's required for a CEO and chairperson of that. And they have two people doing that. Right. Which can be an issue anyway. Right. You know, it's not one CEO and one's chairman. They're like co-CEO, co-CEO and chair. Yeah, exactly. So I think that becomes an issue. I also think it's, there's potential for Vince to come back just because of no other reason. He owns the company. Yes, he does. Right. So and I, I don't and know what after, they're for. And after there's a, the initial blowback and blowover, you know, can right. he try to reinsert himself? I, I, I don't know how their company bylaws are drawn up mm-hmm. or their corporation agreement or their, you know, whatever they have in place. Shut up, Siri. They have – take your pills, Matt. Um, <laughs> so – I'm not going to pretend to understand all that. Yeah. I will say creatively, 
I, I've enjoyed it a lot more because, you know, while people always talk about how Vince had his thumb on the pulse, you know, I, he has been trying so many different things that didn't make sense. Um, you know, he can see the fans go, we don't want this person, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I know what the fans want more than they do. He's been saying this for over 20 years now. Right. Instead, we get Roman Reigns as, as a goofy baby face for five, six years before you get what we wanted from Cena, him to turn heel. Right. You know, and now he's much better. Yeah. But Vince is, is, is the type who are just, you know, I mean, literally, there are several people who said he'd stand at Gorilla and Roman would come out and the whole crowd would boo him to death. Yeah, they love him. They love him. You know. Like, that's just one example. There's so many other... It's How do you squander a team like the Viking Raiders and FTR? Right. How do you bring them in? People can actually work and be like, oh, let's have them get beat, you know, by... Let's, 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 ha- let's take their name, even, you know, War Raiders, which, you know, which worked, you know, and turn them to Viking Raiders. I understand that. They were War Raiders in the Indies. Let's go from Viking Raiders to the Viking experience, which makes it sound like they're cosplayers instead of, like, Vikings. Right. And then now we're going to have them, even though it was entertaining because of who they are and who the Street Poppers were, but let's have them do, you know, basketball games and, that was and so track awful. and field and, and stuff. That was so awful. I'll, I'll, I mean, I had fun with it, but it, it didn't need to go on yeah. the, the five, six weeks it went on. It could have been two or three weeks and been done. I... That was the period in which I, like, honestly just grew to hate the Street Profits because I was like, this is so incredibly dumb. You know, like like the War Raiders more already. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, um, okay, fine, but this is dumb. Like, War Raiders are okay, but, but this is dumb, and I blame uh, Street Profits. Mainly because, like, at the time, they weren't established and didn't have their own identity at that point. I feel like, like they were still... They were still building, yeah. Yeah, and they were somewhere between, like, they couldn't decide if they were um, the 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 um, crime time or the new day. Like, they couldn't decide. Which, well, that's, and, because, that, that's because uh, those, the people writing for them right. didn't know how to let them establish their own identity. Right. Now, but, yeah, like, Vince's whole thing, like I said, with those type, that type of talent that you have, and they've shown what they can. I mean, War Raiders were like very briefly in NXT, right? Like they've shown what they can do, but it's like Vince wants to get a laugh out of things more than he wants to m- make the money. Now, since Triple H has taken over, you're starting to see more. Um, I mean. People who are getting pushes, people who are rumored to be getting pushes. I'm very excited that even before Vince stepped down, they were talking about Montez Ford getting a singles push. Um, Now, he's a guy who has athleticism and knows how to work. Right. Um, You know, and I'll say this. I I, I noticed this the other day. Like, my concern for him being a top star was always that he was so slightly built. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, not, not as an average person, but as a wrestler. Right. He's not. No, but he's added he, on a he, lot of muscle. He, he, he has gotten jacked lately. And I was my worry was, okay, they're either not going to take him serious because he's not muscular. 
or he's going to get muscular and he's going to pull Scott Steiner and get and, too muscular, right? And get to where he can't do anything. But he still hits the best frog splash in the business. Yeah. And and he, and he's not like he's not jacked. He's more right. defined now, and so he doesn't look as slight. And so when he hits a power move, it looks more believable. Um, well, also that splash has got to hurt a lot worse. Probably, yeah. yeah. But you know, I I can't I can't you know, I can't let you talk about the Street Proverbs without praising how much better Angelo Dawkins looks. Oh yeah, he's he's he loads is, better. He yeah. is phenomenally improved. And we were talking about him as like as that guy who wasn't getting any better for so much for so much of a time. Right. It was just like over a period of few weeks, he suddenly became a yeah. worker. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa. It's like yeah. Dawkins, where's this been, bro? I but mean, he's I not, he, he's he, not he, Shawn Michaels, but no, he's but, a worker. But but for his size, yeah. and he needed to slim down some, and he did, mm-hmm. and that was hampering him. Right. But now he's getting the freedom to to show what he can do athletically as well. And it fits, you know, within his personality and, and their gimmick. And it's, which is why I hope whenever they do a singles push that they don't break them up. Yeah, that was my next question was how do you, how do you get a singles push for Montez Ford? You, 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 do, you do it like, you do it like they did with Kofi. That would have been my answer You do too. it like they did with Kofi. It's, uh, brother, we got this far together. We're going to still be homies, and, but you're going to go get this. And I'm going to be here having your back, right. and that's and that's and I think that's, I think that's just a a, a healthier way of doing it, um, because you don't you don't need to have everybody do this solo path. Like when they and they, they shouldn't have done it with Big E. It should let Big Big E still be an official part of New Day right. when he chased the title, and I think that detracted from his run, not having um, Kofi and and Woods there. Well, what detracted from the room is they, to me at least, was they didn't really seem to put any real faith in him. They didn't. I mean, he beats Bobby Lashley on a, a, a cash in. Right. Where Lashley's already hurt. Yeah. Which I've never understood why the Elite Baby face when. When when that way. Yeah, that's, right. that's supposed to be. I mean, because guys. it was the exact same thing that happened to CM Punk's first term. Right. Run. Um, and they did it again. And I'm like, didn't they learn anything from that? You know? Because they had Punk cash in on Edge, who's like landing unconscious in the ring already. Right. And then what does he do? He, you know, he, does he have a hot feud with Edge? No. They put him in the ring with Bradshaw, who he beats by disqualification. Right. You know. And then they showed, you know, and also like, I mean, he was with uh, was Ziggler when Ziggler cashed in on, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking too. Uh, the and woman beater. <laughs> the Mexican woman beater. Oh, oh, Alberto um, Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio, yeah. You know, yeah. Alberto El Patron. Yes, El Patron. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and he was, and, and he was like could barely stand. And then you know, Biggie, and and you know, it comes down alongside Dolph, and Dolph super kicks him, and you know, and it's so it's a wrap. Right. But you know, that that also you know that's that's supposed to be what the heels do. That's not how the baby faces are supposed right. to cash in. It, you know, I know you're not a big Edge fan. Nobody was better at cashing in. Than no, you know, I, the uh, one well because it was unique when he did it. But and, he did it twice, and he did it twice. Yeah. But and, but in, and, but you know, when, and when he did it, it was written so smartly because it made sense. Right. And then it whole fits the whole you know ultimate opportunist thing. Right. Well, um, that and, was and what was, created and it, that. And it, yeah. and it was very heel. He well, I mean, the thing was, 
they didn't even decide that was going to happen until that day. Right. Because Edge said, what am I going to do? Just carry this suitcase around from this way? You know, give me a chance. And he did it where, where Cena could barely stand up. He's leaking blood like a faucet. Yeah. And he hits him with his finisher, and Cena still kicks out. Right. And then he hits him again. But then, like, two years later, three years later, I forget which one it, it was. It was like two years later. He cashes, he, he, he beats Kenny for the contract, and then immediately cashes in on Undertaker after a cage match. Yeah. Like, that was, that was brilliant. That was perfect for him. Nobody is better at doing those cash-ins than he is. Yeah. Uh, because of your face, you just look dumb. I mean, um, you know, it was, you know, like, uh, I loved Alexa's cash-in where she just ran in the ring with Nia and, and Ronda and hit Ronda. Hit Ronda yeah. <laughs> right. Got her as cool. I was like, okay, my turn. My Boom. Turn. Right. One. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was cool, but um, once they became just, like, so... Miz's last cashing. Keep in mind, Miz is a two-time world champion, but he cashed in Money in the Bank for both of those. Right. You know, so he, you know, which still makes him look like the perfect chicken crap heel. Yeah. You know, um, but like I think Miz's last cash in was a pretty good one too by having Lashley go out after Drew wins Elimination Chamber and just lay him just away. Destroy him. Yeah. yeah. And. <clears throat> You know, and then you have Miz like doing everything and <laughs> not to fight Bobby. You know that to me was like, like that's why Miz. I I, I mean I've liked Miz since he was on Real World, but it, just if you watch him like as a wrestler, like the way he's like begging and negotiating and mm-hmm. trying to get out of that, like I'm like that's brilliant stuff. Well, it was it he was knows, it was really he knows cool. how to pull it off. Yeah, and um, he and. His match with Bobby was extremely believable because you imagine Bobby getting his hands on somebody that is as slight compared to him as Miz. Right. And it's like, yeah, this is going to be an utter massacre. He's right. going to destroy this guy. Right. And then he gets disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, here, here, that's the funny thing about Miz because, like, uh, you know, it's talking about on Real World and Real World Rules of Challenges and stuff like that, that he wanted to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And I look at him compared to everyone else there. I'd be like, he's a big guy. He's got some arms on him. He could do this. And then he went to WWE or WWE, and I was like, wow, he's small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Compared to these compared guys, to apparently, these guys, small. apparently, you know, there there's dwarves on the real world because like <laughs> Miz looked big compared to those people, yeah. you know. But like. It, 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 like I know Cornet, even Cornet like doesn't like Miz. He like thinks he's like doesn't look like a grown man. Well, I'm like, well, explain Ricky Morton to me because Ricky Morton's sixty yeah. something years old and he still doesn't look like a grown man. Yeah. You know, but like he is that per to me that perfect chicken heel who will say, who you're sitting in the audience drinking a beer going, I know I can beat that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I can beat that guy. Wait, wait. If, I mean, and you know I'm no Miz fan, but I respect the heck out of the guy. But he he is a great chicken heel. Mm-hmm. He's from Ohio. No no one likes people from Ohio. Um, he doesn't look intimidating. He doesn't look like he can beat you up. Mm-hmm. So no one fits that role, especially in today's wrestling, yeah. better he, than him. Right. He he, he, he used to be honky tonk man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
you know, I mean, I remember being 12 years old thinking, I can beat Honky Tonk. Yeah, like, yeah. This guy's the greatest of kind of team. Please, right. I can beat this guy. Right, exactly. And and you need someone to do that role. At the same time, you know, you need someone to go on a talk show and make the company look good. Mm-hmm. You know, put Sun suit, looks like a million dollars. You oh, know. Yeah. Once he got rid of that um, uh, taunt, that, that mm-hmm. Finn taunt, and he got rid of that hat, that fedora, oh. I was able to, like, take him a little bit more seriously. Well, yeah, who could take you him know? seriously? That, yeah, that was... In those goofy long shorts, you know. Right. Well, I'm talking about the Miz and, you know, the last, you know, five, Yeah, but no, but no, when, he, when he, right. he, he got, he put, you know, he did the Marine 5 or whatever, he got the suit on. Right. Um, you know, he cleaned up, and then he really started cutting these great promos, and I was like... I may not like this dude, but I'm like I'm gonna have to respect what he's right. done and how he's developed and how he's grown. I'm honestly really surprised. I mean, legitimately stunned that Chris Jericho still has the record for most IC title reigns. Miz is second. Yes. Jericho with nine. Jericho Miz with has nine. eight. Yeah. After Jericho left, like like I expected when he went to Japan, they would have that Miz, Miz yeah, pass. win yeah. the title. Um. I expected, I really expected when he helped create AEW, mm-hmm. excuse me, that they were going to uh, just be like, all right, Miz, you're going to win the title tonight. You're going to lose the title tomorrow night, and Friday night, you're going to win it back. Right. But they haven't done that. And I'm like, I get that, like, Jericho, I'm, I, to me, Miz deserves that more. Because he's been, that's in the middle card title. And he's been in the mid card a lot more than Jericho. Than Jericho. Jericho has multiple world heavyweight titles. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got the WCW, the Undisputed, the World. You know, he's um, gotten all those belts. Um, I'm trying to think if he ever had a WWE title run. Aside from. No, because he was undisputed was his first world championship. Right, no, I'm saying afterward. I'm wondering. Oh, afterward. No, his um, first world title was a WCW world title. He beat The Rock for it. Yeah, no, I remember that, yeah. 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 And that was, and he held well, I mean, it for all What like I'm saying weeks. is like a WWE graded yeah. title. Um, it was after he was undefeated, but um, I'm trying no, to I don't think he won the WWE title. Um, no, because the last championship we had was the world heavyweight when, when he had that feud with Sean. I knew he faced Edge at, at uh, WrestleMania because of Royal Rumble mm-hmm. at one point, but I couldn't think of which title he had at the time. Um, yeah, I, 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 to, to me, Miz just deserves that more because, like, Jericho, like I said, multiple world titles. Well, I would say the only reason why Miz may deserve that record more than Jericho would be because he's the one who reestablished prestige into the title after it had been retired and neglected and brought you know, brought back and continued to be neglected and he he made that title mean something again. And not too long after he dropped it, they started to neglect it again and the prestige of that title is to where it is, where it ha- it's gonna be defended on pay per view for the first time in like a year and a half. Well luckily there the, the movement is to start making the belts mean something again. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and I'm like, I, and I'm looking forward to Gunther versus she- Sheamus because 
I don't think this is going to be a pre-match mm-hmm. at all, but I do think it's going to be... Hard-hitting? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a stiff match. I just... I mean, I'm, I'm, you can I'm glad for Walter's health that he's smaller, but he does not look as imposing to me as right. he used to. Well, I mean, th- there's two factors in that. I mean, the weight loss, yeah, that, that worked in. But also, Walter's uh, 6'3". Yeah. That's not that big. Yeah. I mean, you you had him slim. I mean, in NXT, you paired him with a bunch of people who were like way smaller than oh, he yeah, was. Tiny, yeah. And and he looked like a monster. And then you put him against like Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, who aren't big guys themselves. Right. And he looks like a monster. You bring him up to the main roster where like like Edge is six four. You know, mm-hmm. like he's just not going to look as big. Right. You know. And, I mean, if he hadn't slimmed down, then he just looks like someone who's not that big and has you know, a bit of a gut, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, I get both, but, I mean, you still could not pay me to take one of those open-hand chops from you. Oh, my God, no. 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 That, like, no. like, I feel like those would stop your heart, like, for real. They look like they would stop your heart, absolutely. Right. Um. Especially that one where they caught it and it's like you can see the man's chest and stomach like revert, like flapping from the impact. Like, yeah. bro, there's no way I'm taking that. I want to say it, it, it was like it was his match with Champa, but I was just watching it. I was like, my gosh, how's he taking all those chops in the chest? Yeah. Um, Flair used to talk about Ronnie Garvin would do those chops. And it would just rip layers of skin off your chest. And he had to start, like, carrying a cream of salve with him to put on because, like, after working with Garvin. Yeah. Um, I, so, um, do we have anything else to say about Vince? Because I'm ready to... No, go ahead with, with your... Uh... So, a, as you know, I'm I'm a belt mark. Yes. And I've got a few of my own, and maybe one day we'll take a look at all of them. Absolutely. Um, but I want to know... What you think about the customized tiles? Not, I don't mean like Austin's. Okay. And I don't mean like the one that they keep selling of the rock that allegedly was stolen. So like if it was stolen, why do we have so many replicas of it? Right. But I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about like, um, like those Shawn Michaels winged eagle that came out that had the stripes in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Triple H one that's the Iron Crosses. You got the purple one for Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, then. There's a Bret Hart one, the pink and black strap. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of those? Uh, I don't care too much for them. Mm-hmm. I understand for, for belt collectors that may be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, any title belt. Um, oh, there's an Eddie Guerrero one too. Right? This one. Okay. Mm-hmm. But any, any title belt that I would want to buy as a fan. Um, I would want it to look like what I saw on television. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, they don't have an appeal for me. I've seen like, like, the, like the Shawn Michaels one with the strap. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, they had the, uh, I think they had the IC one for Razor. Um, and I was like, oh, that looks, that looks cool. But it's not something that would, you know, that, that really triggers any interest for me personally. It doesn't make, look, make me look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to give you my money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and even the ones I saw on television, like, I never liked the Smoking Skull Belt. I, I didn't dig it. I didn't like the Rocks Brahma Bull Championship. I didn't like that. Um, I did spinners. Oh, don't get me in the spinner belts. Um, I, I did like for a little bit because they matched the outfits. I did like that short time where Sean um, had different colored, you know, uh, straps for the title. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really that big on, on the custom belts. I like the custom plates. I think that's better to keep the integrity of the championship, the main part of the championship, and just have the different plates. But I, I'm not big on custom, you know, design. Oh, there's championships. a Ric Flair one too. There's a Ric Flair one too, but it's in the big gold belt. The big oh, Ric Flair one, yeah. So like, I, I just, yeah, I've never been, uh, I've never been big on that. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything, do anything for me. Like, it, it, there's, oh, there's only a couple belts that I would really want to have. Um, the IC, um, not uh, not the current one. I hate the current design, but like you know, like the ninety, you know, the ninety four, you know, that Razor Sean Brett oh. IC. That's my favorite design. Yeah, that one's. Um, yeah, I I can agree with that one. I I want the eighty seven one where the crown is red. Okay, that, that yeah, that one's good. Um, I also and I, and I did I did the the white strap one that Miz was that Miz had in like, 2016 or whatever. Um, I think that's a good design too. Uh, that's when I would get. Uh, obviously the winged eagle. Um, I've always for some reason just had an affinity for the European title. Um, I think that's popular belt around why belt marks the European title. Ironically, I just think it's a really great design. It is, and um, and it's um. I'll agree with you. I, I haven't gotten a winged eagle yet. Mm-hmm. If I do, it's got to be a dual threat one. Mm-hmm. Because I think the, the solid gold the solid gold one looks too good. brassy. Yep. Like, I'm actually at this point, um, I'll show you when we got offline, I, I had a, a, a belt kind of customized mm-hmm. and got it in silver. Because I think sometimes the silver looks better the than the all better gold. The gold, absolutely. Right. No, I agree. It, it, you know, sometimes the gold just looks tacky. Um, like, I mean, even though they're, I mean, I don't like tacky belts. Even, I, like, I've got some non-dual tone uh, big gold belts. Excuse me. But I don't, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of even those when they're not dual tone or I've even got a silver one of that one. But, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think they're, that really professional mm-hmm. when they had that belt. Like, it looked like a, a professionally made belt. No, absolutely. Um, the winged eagle and the big old, both when they're solid gold, I'm not a... Yeah, not a big fan of Absolutely. Yeah, I, I... I think it's a cool novelty, but it just... It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Personally. I, yeah, no, I get that. Um, the European belt, it's well made. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and it... It, it was a cool design. It was a cool call. I mean, it's kind of weird because, like, they held the tournament in Europe. Right. And a European wrestler won it. Right. But, like, I don't think it was ever defended in Europe again. No, no I prob- no, not, not much. No, I mean, I, th- I take that back because I know for a fact Sean won the title in England. Yes, he did. And that was later that same year. Right, but then but, after that. But, but that, Sean wasn't a European wrestler. Nope. 
and yeah. then he dropped and he dropped it to Triple H, right? And then who dropped it to Owen, right? You know, and then it, and you know, and then it went back to Triple H, went back to Triple H, and he held it for a while, and then ended up going to The Rock, SummerSlam '88. No, no, it wasn't. Right. No, no, that no, was no, no. Um, no. It went to. And it somehow it ended up going I'm to thinking X- about the Intercontinental. Yeah, you're thinking of Italian. Yeah. It somehow ended up going to X-Pac. Um, it went to D-Lo. D-Lo beat Triple H when someone else interfered. That's right, yeah. It went to D-Lo. And then it then went, it went to, to Then it went to X-Pac. So, and then, uh, and then I think they traded the belt. Like, well, no, they, no, they, 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 um, I can't, six, Pac, mm-hmm. and, um, I think they traded the belt with among themselves. Yes, D'Lo and, yeah, and D'Lo and Xbox were trading the belt. And then I want to say Mark Henry got it. Yes, Mark Henry, uh, the sexual chocolate gimmick with him and D'Lo were going after it. Um, D'Lo became uh, he's like a champ. four-time champion. Yeah, and then D'Lo had his IC right. He um, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Then and then he lost them, lost it all to to Jarrett. Right, and um, Jarrett gave Mark Henry the European title. Yeah. There's and then after that, Matt Hardy started getting into the mix and stuff. Yeah, he held it for a bit. I can't remember. I I used to be able to recite the history from start to finish, but um, that's one of those tiles that like people for like, you know, almost twenty years have been going. Why? Well, how about we bring back the European title? Yeah, yeah, I mean, people really liked it, and then even during that interview, because like Matt Hardy had it, and then it disappeared. Matt Hardy, okay, now Matt Hardy held it in 2001 as the invasion was starting because he lost it to Hurricane. Right, but beforehand, um, um, somebody had it disappeared and then it reappeared after Shane gave it to Midian. Right. During the Ministry of Darkness. Right, that was in 99. Yeah. Okay, X Pac lost it to Shane. Shane gave it Shane, to Midian. Shane retired. Shane was right. Shane kind of retired it. Right. Then he gave it to Midian. That's right. Right. I forgot about um, Shane's run. But. And then D'Lo won it back. Yeah, D'Lo won yeah. it back, and then that's when he won the title from Jarrett too. Yeah. And Jarrett lost both belts, and then in September of '99, in Charlotte, where we were at, not me, me, me and franchise, yeah. we're at. Um, it was. Uh, we saw D'Lo beat Mark Kennedy. Um, and then he lost it to Val. Yeah, Val Venus was it was European. Yeah. yeah, and then Val lost it to Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And, and Kurt Angle, became the first Eurocontinental Euro champion, Euro except champion. for D'Lo Brown because he does. Except count. for D'Lo Brown, right. had done it, which has done it. Yeah, right. Yeah, he uh, and then he lost it to Jericho. Well, he he lost the, the he lost the, the European, European title to Jericho. I see to Benoit. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the very next night, Jericho lost it to Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Um, when China turned on Jericho. Yeah. yeah. That was a great triple threat, though. Talking, man. Yeah, that, that's another one of those matches. Like, there are so many Chris Benoit matches, I would love to go back and watch it. Right. But even when I turn on network and it, he's on the card, um, I often skip the match or just don't pay attention to it because uh, – it really affects me negatively the couple times I sat down and just watched a match of his where I'm like, I'm going to watch this match. Mm-hmm. You know, like him and Angle at Royal Rumble was considered one of the like, uh, 
just like a classic and it's absolutely and um i remember watching it live i remember you know and i'm just like i can't you know i just can't get behind it's you know you look at it and go he had a you know they're saying he had but at the same time you know, he, he probably didn't know he had what they were saying, like early stage dementia, dementia or whatever. Right, right. But, you know, he, there, to me, there's no way around doing that. As a father, I couldn't imagine, you know, um, you, you know, I mean, instead of doing that, just, you know, get out. You know, no one needs you that bad. So, yeah, Ben, I mean, that was a great match. That's another one I'd love to watch again. Sit down and watch, and because it was so entertaining and it was great booking, it was really good booking because they kept angle strong, so nobody pinned him. Right. You know, um, but yeah, I'm. So, so your belt list. Were we done? You said the Winged Eagle, Winged classic Eagle, Intercontinental, classic Intercontinental, maybe with a white strap, maybe with a white strap, uh, European, and European. Uh, I know you want the Daniel Bryan hemp belt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started to appreciate it a little bit more afterwards, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that belt. Um, there's not many, there's, you know, there's not many other belts that I really. If I got another belt, I would probably go with the um, the '96 ECW title. Actually, you know what? If I had to get an ECW belt, it would actually probably be the World Tag Belts. I love that design of the ECW Tag Belts. Which one? When they Intercontinental title? No, the, the ECW. No, the uh, ECW Tag Belts. Well, there have been three sets of them. Right. Um, so there's the one that came out in '97. There's the, the I think those look like the ta- Intercontinental title, and the TV title back then looked like the Winged Eagle. Yes, it did. Yeah. And which was, which was then good. they had my favorite ECW design for the. Seven version. Um, then there was the one that preceded it by like from 92 to 97. That was when Shane Douglas and the um, Sandman held, Vegan held. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those right there. Yeah, those are the. Latter days ones that came out like ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when those came out and the Dudley Boys had them, and I, they just to me they just felt and they fit ECW. See, that's what I don't like about them um, uh, is like the the graffiti type style mm-hmm. on there. Um, I actually was but, looking. But these ones when when Sabu, I, uh, these were dope too. Yeah, those like are the I ones I'm talking about. Look like yeah, those were, those, yeah, those were really cool. Yeah. Um, the. To me, like, I think a title belt should look like a title. And, like, I was looking at a, a smoking skull belt. Cause I have always liked the smoking skull. Mm-hmm. And it was a reversed belt. Okay. So the snake skin was on the outside, and the mm-hmm. inside was black instead of the other way around. And I was like, you know what? That's different. I met not a lot of other people have that. That's pretty yeah, freaking cool. Different. Um, and so I was going to work. Then I started really looking at it. And it's got the WWE attitude, WF attitude spray painted on the sides and stuff. I can get this without. 
<laughs> like all that crap on it. Like, yeah. can I just have the part that says world champion, you know? Yeah. Um, and leave the belts at JB. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it, I just don't like the graffiti. It was a little more acceptable for me for ECW because ECW was yeah, counterculture. Yeah, exactly. It fit but, that brand. But no, those, those, the, the IC title, title style, I know I do love that because the IC belt, um, and that, that style, that's my favorite belt design. Like, there were no other belts that I like more. That's my favorite design mm. by far. I think they're big but not too big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's the, the perfect size, dimension. They look serious. Some belts, to me, just look way too big. I don't like, you know, the um, the bulkiness and wide width of the, like, the AEW belts. Um, some belts, I think, are too small. You don't um, like the AEW belt? I don't. Like, I didn't like it at first, but I got, I was on Walmart.com one day, and they were like, based on things you've looked at, you may like this. Mm-hmm. And it was a toy version of the AEW belt, and it was like six bucks. And I'm like, oh, this thing normally like 20 bucks. I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and buy it. Um, and since then, it's kind of grown on me. Okay. I, just, I, I, don't, I don't like the look of it, but I mean... Yeah, it, it, but you you want your belt, you know, you want your belt to look good, but also look different from your competitors, and um, it's definitely a look that WWE doesn't use. Right, it's got more of a classic look. You know, reminds me of Triple uh, A's belt in some ways. Uh, I just I'm just not a I'm just not a big fan of the design, and their women's belt I think is even worse. Um, I don't like the look of that, but it's still better than NWA's women's belt, so I'll, I'll give it that. But see, I don't like their TBS title. I don't like the, T, the TNT title or the TBS title just because they look too much like what they are. They look too much like the TNT logo, too much of the TBS logo. I, um, well, I mean, in all fairness, the TNT forbid, titles had some different straps and it looks different compared yeah, based but, on the Yeah, but God forbid they, they're, no longer on T, uh, they're no longer on Turner. Well, I mean, if you look at the one of my oh. personal favorite belts, the WCW 92 to 90. I've, yeah, 95. The Ron Simmons belt. belt. No. I have that belt. But I love no. that. That's my favorite WWE World belt. Um, no, this was the TV belt. Oh, from, the TV belt. Okay. From 92 to 95. Like, it has kind of a different design to it, mm-hmm. and, but on the side plates, it said TBS on them. Okay. And so, like, at the time, all the WCW was on was with Saturday Trump. night yeah. and then syndication. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that that's kind of cool. But, like, they're not set. But, like, it, it was the same situation. But it's like, I actually got a belt designed like it, but not TV and doesn't have the TBS on them. Um, I also don't think, like, I also don't like the fact that AEW is out here saying, we're not trying to be WCW 2.0, but they keep doing things that are WCW 2.0. Right. And TNT title and TBS title doesn't scream Turner and that relationship, you know. Well, I mean, more. I, here's the thing. Like, I think you have a television title today. I'm sure there is out there television titles. Ring of, Ring of Honor has a television title. But, like, TV isn't what it used to be anymore. No. As far as an institution, like. Which is why Zack Ryder's Internet Championship should be the, the championship. <laughs> right. If you, you know, if, if it was, you know, that's where, if they're saying, Okay, we're on TNT because television is different. This is for them, not all of television. 
then and it should only be defended on, on TNT. TNT. If right. it's, and same with the TBS belt. Like, it should only be defended on TBS. But, like, I th- I'm not a big fan of the, uh, of the TBS design. Um, although, uh, I definitely would like to see Ember Moon um, win that. If I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, but can, can she stay healthy? That's the question. Can Athena stay healthy? Jade is massive. I'm not actually a big fan of hers. I mean, I like her look. I mean, she's... Yeah, I don't like her look. She's extremely raw, um, and it needs a lot of time and a, you know, to improve her, her, her in-ring work. Um, I love her personality. Um, she's got... She's got a really... She has a real personality. Um, and I think having... Um, and I think her team, they have a rounder with Kira Hogan around her um, and Red Velvet and, um, and with uh, Stokely on the mic, uh, I think is fantastic. She's got a lot, a great support group around her, I, but, I, she, but she, mean, she needs to improve her, her in-ring work um, a lot. And she's gotten better, but she, to me, she still needs, she's still got a way to go. Uh, I'm not a big fan of hers or Kira Hogan, but that's purely because of her relationship to Hulk Hogan. So, um, yeah, it's I, I um when it comes to belts, I, I I have more than I probably should. Um, but <laughs> looking at them, um, I do want to get a, a a winged eagle myself. Yeah. Um, that uh, there this would be something you probably never seen, but I would like one of the Mid-Atlantic Championships. Okay. So, that was, um, depending on when it was done, either uh, primarily Virginia North and South Carolina and Georgia, mm-hmm. and that was the Mid-Atlantic region at one point, and they have belt with the states. With the states on it. So. Okay. And that was cool. Um, I'd like to get that. Um, as far as, like, the Also want the UWF from '87 UWF World and TV title belts and the tag belt. Okay, um, those are things I would like to get. But what um, my thing with like the customized belts, mm-hmm. like I think the Triple H one just kind of looks cool with the way they like the crosses and stuff like that. And I'm like that looks different. It doesn't mean autom- automatically say Triple H. I know it's supposed to be. Yeah, but then they did that ridiculous fiend belt and whatever. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. That was horrible. That was atrocious. Um, but there's that. But also, um, if I was going to get one of those, like, this is set aside for a person belt, um, I'd definitely get the Flair Big Gold one because I have multiple copies of the Big Gold and I'm always looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, because, um, you know, I've been a Flair fan for so long. I know something we can address real quickly. Have you seen Flair now endorsing medical marijuana and smoking joints online? I have not, but I did see um, him endorse Flair's woo wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and them wings looked terrible. Mm-hmm. They looked dry, and mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely not eat them. Matt, I've known you a while, and I've never seen you turn down any wings. I will turn down woo wings. They you, looked you, 
orange. I've seen you put some sauce on them. <laughs> You've seen me cover some wings right. that were suspect with sauce. I would right. not cover them with sauce. Yeah. I would say no. Yeah. See, see, you, uh, you know, Matt and I have known each other for a while, and we worked together at one point. At one point, I made some really hot chili and brought it in. And Very tasty. Yeah, and to his uh, to credit, I went over and found him after he got ringing with sweat. <laughs> you know. ah, it wasn't that bad. It oh, was, yeah. It was, it was only a couple. It was Carolina Reapers. Those things are it, hot. It wasn't that hot. It was, yeah. it, was, it was hot, but it wasn't that hot. I didn't need. I didn't need no milk or nothing. I was good. I never did it with milk either. But in all fairness, that was three thousand Scovilles. It, it's the. It was the hottest pepper in the world. At the time. Yeah, it, it, it was hot. A little little bit of sweat on the brow, but it, it was good. It, it was no. I wasn't Shaq on TNT. The, you know, no, don't listen to him. He had to wring your shirt out when he was done. <laughs> Oh, but no, so was which good. was better, that or my crock pot mac and cheese? The chili was better. Uh, okay. The chili was better. Yeah. Well, that's my recipe. Yeah, the other one's my mom's recipe. Yeah. The, the chili was really good. I was I was definitely looking for I was definitely looking forward to more of that. But sadly, they they decided to give our jobs away. But yeah. we hey, we could have moved to Charlotte and get them back. Well, yeah, I don't think that would have. That would have gone as easy for me, even though I would have been close to my sister uh, and my, and my uh, brother-in-law. But Your sister and the doctor? Yes, my sister and the doctor. But that is all we're going to have time for for this episode of Breaking the Rust. We appreciate you sticking with us for this little over two hours. But hey, this was our first time in-person recording a show, and this is the first time we've been able to record for a hot minute. So thank you for... Enduring that time with us again. I am your host, Rockin' Mr. Magic. He is the Cold Heart JT, and we want to thank you for listening. And we could not do this show without you, who have continued to support us through the high recording times and through the lulls. And we appreciate every single play that you get for us. Please continue to rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google. Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, and others. And if you can't find us, let us know at geeknation at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at geeknation. And until next time, get yourself over, Marks. Oh no! Oh!